As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right. It is episode 297. We are so close to fucking 300. It's amazing. That's right, Alex. That's right. I am your host, Alex, and my lovely co-host. My name's Christina. Yes, you're Christina. You're being weird. (laughs) She's a robot. Well, we usually don't say our names, but we need to start doing it. Yeah, we need to start doing it anyway. You guys figure it out after a while anyway, but... You know, for all, for all the new folks out there, they need to know how awesome our names are, okay? Don't wear it out. Yeah, they're pretty... Uh, Actually, Christina's pretty Jane. popular. What? No, I'm not. Alex isn't as popular as... Uh, it's not even in the top 15 or 20, I don't think. Oh, of like newer names? Popular names in the US, yeah. Dude, but everybody Alex knows... Alex used to be very popular. Right. And I think it's like John or James John... Well, Alex is either, really. It can be, yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen all kinds of different things. Like I, for me, if I had a kid, I would try to do something different at this point in time. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of how many people's names are out there with that those names. You know what right. I mean? So anyway, uh, so we have some movies that we're gonna be watching. It's Labor Day, you motherfuckers! You better not fucking be working, okay? Because this is your moment in your reality to not work. And I know that we were born and raised to be, you know, servants to the corporate over gods, the the corporate oligarchs and the demigods and the people who uh, control our lives. But this is your day to relax. And you're like, yeah, it's also my day to feed my children, Alex. Why don't you shut the fuck up and pay my fucking bills? I can't take off. Well, why do we have holidays, huh? Do you what? Can I complain about my work situation? Once we tell them what movies we're watching, yes. So this week we decided to pick two movies that would be kind of themed around working for corporations. And that's why we're getting into this so heavy. (laughs) But yeah, so we picked two movies that are going on corporate retreats for their team building exercises for their teams. You know, I don't think they do that anymore. They do. They do. They do. It's it's a thing. Like, even if it's just going to like, they do team sports and stuff like that. Yeah, I know we used to do it. but Yeah, but it's severance from 2006. And we also have corporate animals from 2019. That's right. They're both considered to be comedies, although I would say one of these is probably more a comedy than it is like. Yeah. And one of them is really gory. Yeah. But uh, yeah. 
So they were fun to watch, actually. We had a good time watching them, I think. Right. But uh, we won't say who the winner will be, because I don't know who it is, actually, yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out the score in both of them right in my head, really, now. You'll do it as we go. We got some cool news coming up. I'm really fucking excited for the new Hellraiser. They showed some pictures this week of the... The uh, I forget her name. Clayton is that the name or something like that? I have no idea. Anyway, the person who's playing the new Pinhead, who's supposed to be androgynous, like the books, etc. And then they showed another picture that I think got leaked, which was called the Mask, which it shows like a white bodied, white and red bodied like Cinnabite that had no head and just like it looked like a mask with you could see through its eyes. It looks cool. It looked fucking cool. Yeah. And the backgrounds and everything like that look really great. And I know David Bruckner is going to bring this motherfucker home. Do you remember the ritual? No. Do you remember it was about those guys that go on a hiking trip out in the middle of like Ireland or something like that. But in the beginning of the movie, they like one of their friends dies when they're talking about it. Oh, and, they, and then they go on the hike. They to go like on the hike remember, to memorize. Yeah. Remember. And didn't they, didn't they eat some mushrooms or something? They started well, tripping out, they, but it, they weren't tripping out. There's like real. a cabin in the woods that has like a fucking creature that's got like arms and bodies and shit attached to it. Mm-hmm. I really think that I think he's going to do a good job. I'm really excited for it. Cool. I'm excited too. I've seen a lot of like, you know, pushback because all the regular, you know, dumbasses. I understand if you don't like it, but if you're one of those people, like, like if you're you're like, oh, I love Doug Bradley. I have no problem with that. You know, I want to see Doug Bradley. Or, He's old now, though, isn't he? He's uh, like really old. Yeah, he I I mean, as much as I like Doug, Doug Bradley, I got to meet the guy. You know, I got a cool picture with him that he reshared, you know, on his personal fucking Facebook and Twitter and everything like that. So mm-hmm. um, as much as I love him, I think it's time for something new, man. You know, and it's hard to replace Pinhead. I understand. It's very hard. We have to keep the story alive. Yeah, but this is going to be a reboot, guys, not a remake. It's a reboot. And when I mean reboot means they're going to be story. They're going to change the story around quite significantly. Good. And uh, I I'm all for it. I'm all for seeing new Cenobites. I'm all for seeing like I have always wanted. And I've said this on the podcast many times. I have always wanted them to get away from Pinhead and just focus on different sects in the Hellraiser universe. Like, there was a comic book. It was a a graphic novel that Clive Barker did called The Jihad, and it was Hellraiser versus Nightbreed. And that opened up a whole bunch of different possibilities about Hellraiser and shit like that that I had never thought about before. And, you know, as many people say that part three is like the jokiest kind of silly Hellraiser because they got the CD head guy and stuff. At least they were trying to do something different. You know Uh what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. It is a little hokey, but I wanted to see more, like, when I say sect, I mean S-E-K-T. Yeah. Or S-E-T. You tripped me out there for a second. Yeah, like, like, there's different groups in hell that are fighting for power, and Pinhead just happens to be one of them. They're different departments. Right. They're all compartmentalized for different things. You know what I mean? They And maybe there's a war that's, like, going on down there between the two of them to get the most pain, the most pleasure out of the pain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they right. want to, to, to take over the, the earth one way, and then the others don't, and then they kind of battle each other. Like, I've always wanted to see that, and I was like, you know, we can leave Pinhead behind. I understand. But I think this movie might be a good segue 
because I was talking to somebody about it and they were like, yeah, he's like, I really kind of wish they would have done her uh, or the androgynous uh, transgender person. They. They uh, as a, a different like than Pinhead. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of a you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't situation, though, because if they don't, then people are going to complain about not having Pinhead. And if you do, they're going to complain, oh, it's not as good or whatever. Double edged sword. Yeah, you can't you can't do anything right. There's no way to do it right, especially with these old franchises, because old people like to complain. It's true. And they don't like change. (laughs) I noticed that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Get off my lawn. Why is everybody so scared of change? Like, you know what I mean? Because like, they like things the way they are. I, I like to be refreshed. It's like if I eat the same fucking meal every goddamn day of my life. Jesus. I like people to be happy. Right. Well, that's never going to happen. I know. <laughs> I know, but if you're complaining because somebody else is living their life, I mean, that's stupid. You, you, you fucking rot in your own misery. I think anybody who's just like so quick to write it off because they don't like the idea of a, whether it's a transgender person or a female or whatever they think it is, that's such a big deal to them. Like, that's the no, I'm not going to watch it kind of thing. You really need to reevaluate your life. And think about, like, are you a horror fan or are you not? Because horror has always been full of different fucking messages about life, social, political, everything. And you know what? They don't understand that. Sometimes it's time to change. I understand. Like I said, if you don't, you're just thinking I'm done with a Hellraiser. Totally cool. I like Doug Bradley. I don't want to see anybody else in that. Totally cool. I don't have any problem with that. I'm just open to more horror. I want more horror because there was a time there when there wasn't enough horror. And then that's going to happen to you because you're bitching and whining so much about stuff. And then you're going to be like, why isn't there horror? Why is anybody doing anything but remakes? Because you're complaining too much. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. That's my little rant. I liked the Pet Cemetery. Shut the fuck up, okay? I liked the Pet Cemetery movie and I liked the Chucky movie. Yeah. And it's great for the younger generations because they're not going to watch the 1985 one. They're this, not going to watch it. This isn't fucking Highlander, okay? One of them doesn't die and ex- cease to exist <laughs> once the other comes out, okay? Like, I love the thing. The prequel that came out after it is nowhere near as good. And some people say it ruined everything. I still watch the thing. Right. And not only that, we showed it to our fucking her fucking nephew nephews and they fucking loved it they did 13 well, years of age and they movie. loved that movie they were like oh my god do you have anything like that again right and then you watched the blob with them didn't you the blob and we watched uh i didn't even get to dead watch alive blob. Yeah. Oh my God, he's like obsessed with it. He thinks like, Dead Alive is his, that's his favorite his movie. That's his favorite movie he ever. He told me that. I was like, oh my God. It's like, oh God, creating a monster. I, dude, that's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> anyway, so I guess what I'm just saying is, is, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion. I really don't care that much. But just let people enjoy things, for Christ's sake. Jesus Christ. They're not going to listen to you. It's like, well, of course not. Anybody that listens to this is going to be reasonable. Anybody that listens to our podcast is going to be reasonable people. (laughs) Well, And now anymore, I guess, after they all left, after my little little rant. Which one? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
anyway, um, thanks for coming by and uh, fuck off. Just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots! All right, guys. So now we are going to be doing one of the shots for one of the movies. We decided to pick corporate animals because there is a particular character in the movie that is a ongoing joke throughout the entire movie. His name's Brandon, not Dark Brandon. No, yeah, not Dark Brandon. <laughs> He's uh, he hates fascists though, so you might not like this drink. <laughs> No, uh, it's the N. Helms character in Corporate Animals. And uh, he actually, there's something that happens to him in the movie that carries on. And so we're naming this shot a Brandon. Right. Yeah. Because what happens to him is just. Horrific. It's horrific. <laughs> horrific. Uh, but uh, yeah. So what's in a Brandon, Christina? Why don't you go ahead and break right. it down for us? All right. I'm going to break it down. I got three fourths of pink whiskey. Pink Whiskey. Yeah, you don't have to scream into the Sorry. Mic. And then we have <laughs> and then we have one fourth oh, about one fourth of a cinnamon liqueur. Okay. And then we have a splash of bitters. Aromatic aromatic bitters. Bitters. But it's like a citrusy one. And now I'm thinking I should have put some lemon in it, but that's okay. It'll I think be- the bitters will do fine. Okay. Okay. Let's take it. Where's mine? Uh, oh, it's right over here behind by the glass cleaner. <laughs> oh. Perfect. That's probably what it's going to taste like, too. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, I'm taking the shot, too. Congratulations, me. Eh, it's not bad. Weird. It kind of tastes a little synthetic, though. Like glass cleaner. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a citrusy glass cleaner, you know? That was really weird. We should have just called it Windex. I'm also drinking a... Bud Light Seltzer. I've never had this before. Yeah, she's basically drinking White Claw, but Bud Light's version it's of it. It's cherry limeade, and it's really good. She likes it. I don't like it. It's not bad. I just it's don't not, like it's it. It's good. I like it. But yeah, if you guys would like to try a Brandon, all you have to do is watch this movie and find out what happens to him, and then at the end of the movie is when you can get a Brandon for yourself. Or you can just listen to the rest of the podcast and we'll just tell you. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. But uh, yeah. So if you would like to try one of these, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of Labor Day, you fucking work junkie pieces of shit. With <laughs> Severance from 2006 and Corporate Animals. 2019. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, guys. So I hope you got all scanned into your businesses, into your seats, your co-assigned seats. You clocked in. You're clocked in. You the, clocked in and ready, you're ready to, go. to work. <laughs> Log into your fucking phone, please. Yeah, we need to. Well, actually, we should do it the opposite way. Time to turn off all your phones. Everybody, get your luggage from underneath the bus. It's time for us to get into the lodge. It's only about a mile that away.
There you go. Christina. Okay. Severance from 2006. Not to be confused with the TV show on Apple Plus mm. that came out this year. It, and that show's directed by Ben Stiller, and I heard it's really good. Just so you know. Okay. All right. So... During a team-building retreat in the mountains, a group of sales representatives are hunted down one by one. Mm. Tagline, another bloody office outing. Of course, it's a British UK film, so. Oh, so it's uh, that dry humor. Dry humor. Well, it's bloody. It says bloody. Oh. Oh, bloody. Oh, I see where you're Okay, got it. That's why it's kind of funny, because we wouldn't say another bloody outing, you know. Another bloody outing. Oh. Another bloody office outing. Okay. You know? Okay, got it. Directed by Christopher Smith. He did Triangle from mm. 2009. Underrated movie. He did Black Death from 2010, and he did Creep ah. from 2004. Wait, he was one of the directors for Creep? Yes. Do you know that the next movie is actually one of the directors of Creep? Creep 2? Creep 1 and 2. Oh. Wait a second. I think he was also an actor. Hold act- on. This can't be right. Did we pick two movies that just so happened? Oh, you, you, okay. You're thinking of the 2004 creep. Okay, yeah. that's the one with the the where they're down in the tunnel. Sorry, I got confused. There's another. The next movie is directed by a guy who did Creep One and Two, which was the found footage movies with the guy who like invites people out to this house and then like they stay. Oh, I see. Okay, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's the like monster that lives in a London subway station or something. Yeah, from 2004, which is a whole hell of a difference i think i watched it like once or twice yeah okay well okay well this is written by james morin he also did minutes past midnight 2016 great anthology by the way yeah a cockneys versus zombies not a bad movie and he also wrote tower block from 2012 and he's done a ton a ton of short films um this movie stars toby stevens who plays harris he was in die another day from 2012 on that Black Sales show. You know that Black Sales show? I think it's on HBO. And he was also in Space Cowboys from 2000. Mm-hmm. We have Laura Harris from Maggie. Who plays Maggie. Who plays Maggie. <laughs> Her first role was in the 1990 TV series of It. Oh. She was also in Stay Tuned. Huh. You will probably recognize her from The Faculty from 1998. And she played Daisy in Dead Like Me. I love that Wait, show. Wait, so this is the girl who's the, blonde. The, the, the American. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. We also have Claudie Blakely, who plays Jill. She was in Goss, Gosford Park, 2001 Pride and Prejudice from 2005, and a show called Man vs. Bee. We have Andy Nyman, who plays Gordon. He was in ABC's of Death 2. He was in the first segment. Uh, he was also in Ghost Stories from 2017. I remember that, yeah, okay. Judy from 2019. He was also in Kick-Ass 2. We also have Babo Cisse, who plays Billy. He was in Rogue One, you know, the Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. And he was also on the Into the Badlands TV show. We also have Danny Dyer, who plays Steve. He was in Vendetta from 2013 and Devil's Playground from 2010. Mm-hmm. And Doghouse. Oh, and Doghouse. I don't which know Which is that, that uh, Aliens, Evil Aliens director. We had the director on who did Doghouse as well. It's a really fun zombie movie. Oh. It's about women who get infected uh, with mm-hmm. a zombie thing. And it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you know, it's 
fun. It's just taking the piss out of the fucking show. Okay. Anyway. Budget on this was $5 million and it had an opening box office amount of $5,000. Yikes. Overall gross total was $5 million. Obviously a limited release. They didn't have anything. It was right. probably just like... I don't like... even know if it hit festivals or what they did with this. Mm-hmm. It just didn't have the uh, distribution. Alex. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Severance? Well, this is like my third or fourth time watching this movie. And I think we actually did this in an episode really early on in our our podcast. So it's kind of like a nice refresher to come back. I like adding those some movies after a while just to come back to and see how it kind of relates to. Yeah, because you change and you grow and you have different tastes. Yeah, sometimes you're in the mood for shit and sometimes you're not. Right. I've watched Return of the Living Dead before and I just wasn't in the mood for it. And I love that movie, but I just, right. that moment, I didn't like it at the time. This is one of those movies that's kind of gone back and forth a little bit with me. So it's, you know, it's one of those movies that kind of rides the line a little bit of like the, do I really like this? Because it does feel a little patchy and a little, you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. The comedy is there, but it's also kind of like not the best comedy. Mm-mm. I would say the thing about this movie is that, you know, the comedy's kind of there to kind of grease the wheel to get it going a little bit, but not the main thing of this movie. The main thing of this movie is the gore and the violent deaths, which I think are done really well in this movie. And Mm -hmm. there's some funny situations, but it's not like laugh out loud all the time. Like there is some really decent humor in it. It's just not the most amazing. Mm-hmm. But there are some fucking seriously fucked up parts in this movie where people get hurt that I haven't seen in other movies that are really fucked up. Like in one in particular that was that is just an unforgettable. Like, oh God. Ugh. I don't even want to think about it. Like, but anyway, uh Danny Dyer is actually, you know, a little heavy on the comedy, like a little too much. Like they wrote mm-hmm. him a little too heavy. Um the girl who it's also the co-star, Laura Harris, who plays Maggie. She's okay in it. I just kept thinking the whole time that she looked familiar and yeah, I couldn't that remember. Yeah, that was me too. I was like, God, she looks so familiar. Faculty. And, yeah. Is the faculty. Is it? It is. Okay. She, it's, the hair is yeah. different. It's so yeah. different that it's hard she, to pinpoint she her. She had long blonde hair in the faculty. Okay. Okay. But yeah, she was all right. Everybody does a pretty good job of playing their different parts. There was one moment, a couple of moments in the film that I did laugh out loud. And one in particular when it involves the CEO of the corporation that I just cracked up about. Mm-hmm. And it's just a dry humor, but and it's a dark humor. So if you kind of like the dry, dark humor, this might be an okay one for you. I think on a scale of one to ten, as far as comedy goes, somewhere around a six, maybe a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the movie as a whole goes with the graphic and the gore, I would say probably like a seven or an eight. Like, I feel like there's some good stuff in here that's unique and different. So it, it gets a little bit of a higher score. That makes sense. But as a movie as a whole, there are some moments in the film that kind of go on for a little too long and just kind of meander for too much. And it's like, come on. Plus, I didn't really feel scared of whatever was going on in the movie because they don't really tell you exactly what's going on. All you know is that they're going this retreat. They get lost in the woods. They find something, a bunker that is not, they're not supposed to be at. And there's these people that are there and they weren't really the scariest in the least. Mm -hmm. They kind of reveal them with their faces off and everything. 
So at no point in time did I feel like they were threats. Right. It was just kind of like, oh, these guys are going to kill them, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's like that lack of suspense a little bit. But if you're not really worried about suspense and you kind of look at it as a comedy movie, which it's supposed to be, it'll kind of get you through those suspenseful moments because it is such a weird mix of comedy and like dark, fucked up shit. Um. It is, like I said, splotchy, so it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be easy to watch 100% on every every second of the movie, but it's still pretty decent, and I would give this movie at least, I'd say a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. It is, like, one of those movies that just kind of rides the line between a 6.5 or a 7, yeah. Okay. So i just say 7 because I would watch this again. I would be a little disappointed by it again. And every time you watch it. Yeah, but I mean, it still has some pretty cool ideas in it. It has a decent cast and it has some fun kills in it. That It's not a bad watch. Mm-hmm. I've seen sixes that are way worse than this. I've seen fives that are way, way, you know. Mm-hmm. But I like this. I, I actually liked it. It's not so bad. Okay. What about you? Well, I love a theme and this is perfect for Labor Day. Right. Both these movies are really perfect for Labor sure. Day. So it's a good theme. It was very, in the beginning, it was really slow. There was nothing happening. They kept building up tension, and then it it just, like, nothing. You got nothing. Right. But that's just at the beginning. It did pick up probably more than halfway through. Then it it started rolling and getting kind of good, you know, when people start dying. Sure. There was a scene that really bothered me. I won't spoil anything, but it was a flashback scene, and they were flashing so far back, like... They had these costumes that didn't match up with the time, and that really bothered me for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> I wrote that down. But like you said, there were some like cool death shots. There or, was, or just just gore scenes. In yeah, yeah, like death scenes that were really cool and original. Like I've never seen it before. Um, but the pro- the those scenes were probably like saving grace for me right. for this movie, just barely in some moments. Yeah, because overall, I could I I could watch the parts of this movie and be fine, but I wouldn't watch this whole. Yeah, movie Yeah, they kind of hang on it for a little too long. Like they should have had more gore. They really should have, and they could have, but they didn't. They did they, though. I mean, it was fun. But I they, enjoyed but it. But there was like long stretches where, like, the, you know, where they're just running around. Like, chase, you know, trying to figure shit out. Sure. And I don't like that. Meh. Get off my lawn. Four out of ten. Four? Yeah, four. Okay. It, it was that boring for me, especially in the beginning. Wow. Like, I'm, it so didn't, below average for it you. It didn't, yeah, it didn't keep my attention. Okay. Well, like I, uh, I said, I the only thing. Totally was, disagree with you. Well, um, of course, as you should. Yeah. Uh, I think you're stupid. And you, yeah, and you can just go back to your hole. <laughs> Get back See, on the So keyboards. between the two of us, we're giving it a 5.5. I just feel wrong about that. Why? Because it's not that bad of a film. It's not. It deserves a little credit. You well, know, it's, it's not, better than most bad films, but it's not as good as most good films. There you go. Bye. Okay. Well, if you would like to watch it, it is on Plex, Roku, and Canopy for free, or you can rent it on you know any of your digital platforms for about four bucks. I wouldn't waste my time. Um, I picked it up at the Dollar Tree uh, many times. And <laughs> a many of the times? Yeah, and I had a copy of it. I didn't, you know, it's it's a movie that's grown on me, though. Like, I watched it the first, that was your first time, right? I think so, yeah. Right. I didn't think much of it the first time I watched it. Right. But now that I've seen it multiple times, and I keep coming back to it, 
because somebody always says they either like it or they don't like it. After I've watched it a few times, it's actually grown on me. I kind of like it, and I think it's at least a 6.5. Okay. So. Good for you. But anyway, so now that we uh, got that out of the way and know who's a better person than the other. And it's always me. <laughs> I don't really care. I really don't. <laughs> I don't care about anybody's shitty opinion. I don't care. I'm, I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we do have a little bit of trivia on this. Not a whole lot. Um, but I, well, actually, I think this one has more than the other movie. Well, that makes sense. The other one's kind of newer and it was, I can't remember. It seems. Yeah. But if you don't want anything spoiled for the movie, you can go check it out and then come back. There's timestamps down below, but if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right. So some of the trivia in this movie is that the casting process lasted about four months, believe it or not, because Christopher Smith, the director wanted the perfect couple the one he wanted the perfect people for the parts, which I think he kind of overdid it a little bit. Like, but you know, it doesn't hurt. Did he get the perfect people? Did he get his perfect? I think people? I think most of the people. Yeah, I think he. This is the people he wanted. Oh, okay. But because Laura Harris had so much fun on the set, she was the blonde hair girl with the fellow cast members. She said she she found it really hard to get in the mood to reach that sort of emotional depth that she needed for the character when she was in peril, and. You know, just prior to filming emotionally draining scenes, she would listen to dark and depressing music to help her get out of the the happy spirit that she was in. Joy division. <laughs> from laughing from like probably Danny Dyer, who is like, you know, because they seemed kind of like real friends almost. You know what I mean? Right. They were the closest in the well, group. Well, they weren't like, they didn't seem like love interests, which I do appreciate. They didn't make the sense of like yeah, a love Yeah, they didn't, story. but he kept hitting on her like he would any other Oh, girl. yeah, but she just shrugged it off like, whatever, like I work with you. Yeah, that's kind of Danny's character he does, you know? He's always every, kind of the yeah. sleazy, stupid guy who always makes jokes and the is always stoner. doing drugs. Yeah. yeah, he's the stoner. He, Immediately, he, he did the same role in Doghouse as well. By uh, Jake West, by the way, who who was the director of Evil Aliens, mm -hmm. which I just like. I don't think I ever got a copy of Evil Aliens. Do we see it? You need to write a letter. That's a really good movie for like a. Oh, it'll be over there. Yeah, I don't see it. But anyway, uh, he's really good in Doghouse. If you get a chance to see that, I think it's a better role for him than this. That's still a movie that's got spots in it, you know, but it's still cool. Um, but Danny, speaking of Danny Dyer, he actually spent about 10 weeks uh, getting into shape prior to shooting this movie. Shape? Yeah. Okay. Well, he might have been overweight. Well, he... Come on. I mean, there's a, he's probably a drinker. Yeah, he had to run and stuff, so... I right. Guess, yeah. A lot of running in this movie. Toby Stevens wanted to do the movie because he'd never done a horror film before and liked the comedy horror mix of the project, so he was okay with that. And when they actually released this film... In Spain, guess what movie they paired it with? Uh, what was the year? One of your favorite movies. Planet of Terror. Nope. Shaun of the Dead. Nope. Uh, Black Sheep. Yes. <laughs> From 2006. I fucking love that movie. Why can't we watch that movie again? We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, the CRM-114 Platoon Buster Landmine is a reference to the CRM-114 radio in Dr. Strangelove. In fact, there's a lot of Kubrick uh, nods in this movie that yeah. you might not have caught. Probably not, because I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was in Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. 
A second reference to Stanley Kubrick's Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb is the ending song, We'll Meet Again. Don't know where, don't know when. Oh, okay. Played at the end of both films, and the version played in Severance is a hard rock version, of course. Right. It's a completely different version. Um, Danny Dyer's character is also fed grapes by a bevy of robed girls in a similar scene to one in Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange. Oh, that's right. Okay. So there's another scene. Uh, but according to James Moran and director Christopher Smith, the film has even more. There's three of their favorites that they picked were when Danny Dyer stands up in the cabin and walks to the doorway. He turns around and sees himself still sitting in the chair. And he's like seeing himself. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's he, like, hi. Yeah. And then he gets outside and he sees himself already standing in a tree. This is actually a reference to Stanley Kubrick's 2001, A Space Odyssey. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, where Bowman uh, actually experiences something similar after the bus, bus crash. Jill gets up from the crash bus and waves to Harris, which is Toby Stevens, before walking into the forest. This is also a reference to a similar scene in... Krzysztof Kozlowski's The Three Colors White from 1994 involving Dominique from Julie Deplay. Delpy? I can't, I can't read it. And then at the end of the movie with the flamethrower, the killer is about to stab Maggie and Nadia shoots him with an assault rifle and we see a slow motion shot of her shooting the rifle with her coat open and part of her breast exposed. This is a reference to Russ Meyer's classic Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh. So a lot of 60s movies references here, but three colors white um, from 94. Wow, this there's a lot of depth to that, dude. Yeah, I mean, when you're doing a movie and you think of like you're trying to get the best shots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You just pull from stuff that you just remember a lot, I think. Right. You know, I've talked to a lot of directors and they, they seem to never do it. I mean, some are intentional, you know, but mostly it's just like, oh, you know, you just pull from the ether of your mm-hmm. brain, you know. Right. But um, but yeah, these are obviously intentional. But um, there was a scene where Gordon gets his leg caught in a bear trap. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they keep shutting it on his poor fucking leg until it fucking snaps off. They did all of that in camera, so all the gore is real, all the practical is real there, mm-hmm. and it helped because the actual stunt double, whose leg it was, already had an amputated knee, below the knee, mm-hmm. so he could. Oh. So when you're seeing the close-up shots of the the bear trap, right? It's, you- it's yeah, it's his actual leg. Oh, okay. So it looks this really real. And they did a really good job on the practical effects. That oh, fo- totally. When he takes the sock off of that foot and then yeah. puts it in the cooler before they wreck. That shit, <laughs> it looked real. It really did it look real. It looked so real. Yeah, they put the, the leg. It was He put the leg in the fridge. Yeah, because he wanted to save it for fucking Gordo. Right. <laughs> so they could reattach it. Yeah. There was a scene where Maggie enters the base camp at the end of the film and you could see the word painted over top kind of kind of look like an Auschwitz sort of camp or whatever right yeah it said Svezerans which they had painted on there it was very faded you know of course but it was in big letters on the side of the building as well in a reference to the film's title oh that's interesting Severance mm-hmm. but in Hungarian I guess I, I don't know maybe mm-hmm. but yeah that's pretty much it for the trivia on that one and 
you know, I think the next film has the less trivia, so. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you have some favorite scenes in this one, Christina, that you really, really liked? I did. There or, were... or any gripes that you might have had, too. Of course I did. Well, uh, this, this, uh, this movie started out doing kind of like a Pulp Fiction thing where they did like towards the ending and the beginning. So it kind of confused you. Right. But they wanted to like show the action, of course, like all in the beginning. And then they turn to, you know, there's all these people on a bus and they're going, they're supposed to be going to a lodge. And then they, uh, there's a tree that's been, you know, d- that is down in the middle of the road. So the bus driver you know, doesn't want to go any further. So they get an argument and they get, you know, it's just. Which, by the way, I want to mention when they get in that argument because of the tree, he speaks in Hungarian. Okay. Because they're in Hungary. This is a little bit of trivia that I got here. What the bus driver says during that time. And I did it. Yeah, because there's no subtitles. Right. I did a, I, uh, I went on to my phone app. For Google Translate. Yeah, downloaded a, a, an app that I had to subscribe to for $7 a month. For a trial, it was a it was a trial. Did you cancel it? Of course, I canceled it immediately. <laughs> I, literally after I used it, and then uh, I I read it. And I don't think it's a perfect translation, but he's saying you don't understand what I'm saying. Simply, you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> it's completely pissed over that way. You don't understand. I don't care how many of you funk it fucking stinky bastards there are. What do you have to see over there? That's what he's saying. And then he's like, well, you need to do it because I paid you or something like that. And he's like, I don't go in the fucking life because I'm not going to go in. a." He's like, I'm not going to go over there because I don't want to go over there. And I'm not going to go because of anything you see, not the money. I'm not going there. That's what the, the bus driver is saying, essentially. Right. Which is pretty much the uh, the gas station attendant. Right. Uh, yeah, it's the gas station attendant. Yeah. Well, trope. it's also, that's a trope, the, the down branch or the down tree in the road is, right. a, is a big trope as well. You know, technically, they usually see the bus, they see the, they go to the gas station beforehand. Right, on and the way. And then they hit the fucking yeah. the obstacle in the road. I won't go down that road. Yeah, don't go down you. that road. <laughs> anyway, that actor who played the bus driver his name is Sandor Boros. He is a Hungarian stunt driver, and it is he's the one that drove the bus actually in the crash scene. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because he's a stunt guy. Yeah. Yeah, but he's actually a pretty decent actor. That was pretty good stuff. Yeah, he was pretty good in the DVD he's feature pissed. at Crashing a Coach. Director Christopher Smith goes into real detail about how the crash scene was staged. And in it, he points out how the Hungarian stunt team were less concerned with the health and safety issues than, of course, British stunt teams. Mm-hmm. They probably had a less. <laughs> they don't have as many laws. Restrictions. Yeah. It's too much money to have restrictions. <laughs> so Smith explains that for the crash scene, the stunt coordinator told Boros to drive at 35 miles an hour. But Boros is like, no, this, is, this <laughs> isn't going to be good enough. He's like, I need to hit the ramp at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> producing a much more spectacular crash than Smith wanted. And it was one time only shot, so they had to hit it right. And this new spectacular crash forced a hasty rewriting of the screenplay as due to the severity of the crash, the characters <laughs> now needed to be substantially more injured, injured. Yeah, than they originally planned. So Smith, that makes sense. Smith was also amazed that the only safety equipment Boris used during the scene was seat literally a seatbelt yeah. and a motorcycle helmet. Well, I mean, a bus is pretty big, you know? Dude's a fucking legend, man. (laughs) 
He's a badass. He probably man. enjoyed it. He enjoys it. You know what? Yeah, I think it. you just get into that kind of mode. You just kind of know what to expect. You've right. been in so many different accidents or uh, planned accidents that you just don't care. Right. I knew friends like that who would just, they were just <laughs> thrill seekers, man. My mom is like this. And you know where she is this weekend for Labor Day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's racing her go karts. Fucking sixty-seven-year-old woman. Yeah, who? Yeah, six. Yeah, late six. Oh my god! Who fell off her bike a couple of months ago? Yeah. Just going down the street slow. Yeah. Oh no, she was. Oh yeah, she. That's right. She was going slow. She fell off her bike. Yeah. Anyway. And I'm not. What's funny? Sorry, I'm gonna de- derail. Yeah, I'm not like that at all. Like I hate driving in my car because I feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, so. Uh, basically, that I just thought that was a little bit of extra trivia that I did. I also thought it was weird that Steve goes in the back of the bus where the bathroom is to smoke a joint. Like, nobody's going to smoke a joint on their boss, in their bus. On a work trip. And he's like, no smoking on the bus. No cigaretta. No cigaretta. <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, that's pot, dude. And where did he get pot? You know what I mean? I'm not saying they don't have it out there in in England, but it's he a lot. Probably grew it. It's a lot harder to get out there than it is out here. You know, there's more laws against it. I think I don't even know actually anymore. I know, oh. I know, it was highly illegal out there <laughs> for a time, but now they're maybe they've progressed to 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 be open to it now. The oh. only reason we do it is because of money. If it right. wasn't because of money, then they wouldn't do it. Exactly. They they couldn't tax it or whatever. Oh, yeah. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. We live in a capitalistic society, yeah. of course. How much for the little baby? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, do you have another scene that yes. you want to bring up? Yes, I do. So they get to this house, which they think is the lodge, and it's not. So I thought this scene was really cool. Um, the girl. Uh, Maggie? No, not Maggie. Jill. So there's a scene with Jill, and she's like getting ready for bed. And they, they show a mirror shot and there's like a tarantula or spider like crawling up her back. Oh, that's right. I thought that was really cool because she notices the spider and she doesn't freak out at all. She just grabs the spider and is like, oh, look at the, look at the little spider. Oh, it's a cute. And then she goes, this part's funny because she goes to open the window to set the spider free. And there's and a there's, dude. There's a dude in a tree. And then she starts screaming. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool scene because you think she's going to freak out because of the spider, because of the trope, you know, she's a girl and a spider. Well, she's and she got some it. range as a, as an actress because I looked up at her. She's, she's like got a, a picture of her. Yeah, she's a musician. She's a musician first. Yeah. She hasn't been in too many movies, but she's, yeah. a, she's a performer. She plays a nerdy character in this movie compared to what she is in real life. So. Right. Um, what one about of, you? I'm trying to think here. Hold on. There was a... <laughs> There's a couple funny parts, you know, like the whole foot thing was kind of funny. One of my favorite parts, I mean, my all-time favorite part in the movie is when they go to the fucking, they find the real lodge after mm-hmm. everybody's been killed and they've been hunted and they're running and they go and they see the CEO there with the escorts who showed up to the lodge um, that that Danny Dyer's character ordered, Steve ordered online before they got there. Mm-hmm. And he's like hooking up with the escorts and they're like, <laughs> and then he's like, they're like, hey, we got try- people trying to kill us. There's people that people are dead. And he's like, what is it? Is it terrorists? And she's like, I don't know. People. And he's like, terrorists. And then he grabs this this case 
and puts together a fucking rocket, like a fucking launcher. a rocket launcher. And he's like, I've been wanting to use this on something. And then he pulls it out and you see like three guys coming at him outside and he fires it at him. And it's like you see this missile shoot out all kind of lobby. So it like it like falls out and then it like sparks underneath it and shoots directly up in the sky. And there's a fucking like a, a airplane, like an airplane, a commercial airplane that's flying overhead for a bunch of fucking passengers that it fucking kills and destroys. And he's just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was like, it's so great. I don't know why. I just, that was, that was funny. Can I tell another part? Yeah. Another one that I like is with Danny Dyer where, He's like fighting this guy and there's two guys and he pulls the gun away from one of them. And right before this, he like stabs a dude right in the taint. Uh huh. And the guy's That's like right. trying to pull it out, but he's in so much pain. It like hurts. Mm -hmm. And this other guy is like about to kill him. And he he like grabs his gun, pulls it out, figures out how to shoot it and shoots the guy. And it pops open his chest like really big, mm -hmm. really graphic. And he goes to point it at the guy with the thing in his taint. And the guy, and it's it jams and he's like fuck mm -hmm. and then he goes over and the guy throws a knife into his chest and he's like oh fuck and so Danny Dyer's got this knife in his chest and he's like fuck and then he goes over to the guy and he's like hey this is gonna hurt and then he kicks the guy in the chest and he falls on the knife and it goes it, like the knife goes deeper in his organs and I was like oh oh, oh no 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 please no. Like, that's the part that, like, I was uh -huh. like, oh, God, that's too much. And one of my favorite death scenes. Which I know was, which one it is. Which was before, like, kind of before all It's one of the earliest. Yeah, they were, like, running through the woods. And essentially, this is a slasher movie. So there's, you know, because. It's a slasher that has no tension. Guy. Yeah, so you think it's one guy, but it's not. A slasher. But anyway, so they're running through the woods. And he gets, he, like, it, I don't even, I forget what the character's name was. But he, like, trips or whatever. So the slasher guy comes and he pretty much decapitates his head <laughs> and his head rolls to like the other side. And then you see his head looking at his body and his head, his eyes are moving and his body is like breathing. So his body's still breathing and he's looking at himself breathing. And it blinks. Yeah. And he's like blinking his eyes. And I was like, I've never seen anything like that I've before. seen that. I've seen stuff like that. They just green screen well, the neck. Well, yeah. But I mean, um, th 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 they didn't do it. It wasn't like a funny thing. Like it was like a creative. Right. Thing. Well, there's a lot of things in this movie that are not funny they're just kind of tragic yeah that's the thing about this weird mix yeah like there's little tiny of the like like underlying jokes not like like just one-liners it, it wasn't like a horror comedy right it is a comedy though it really is well a little bit it, it is actually pretty graphic comedy but it's just not a funny one it's not a super funny one right it's, which is fine yeah um what else Oh, there was that one stupid scene where they it's supposed to be funny. But see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. Did you see the little bug? Yeah, there's a little gnat. Yeah. So she gets to this camp, the one that says the severance on the side of the building. It's mm -hmm. like this camp. And she finds a phone and then she calls the police and they put her on hold. And you hear <laughs> the like music. The music. Yeah. It just like plays and it's supposed to be a really funny moment, but it really didn't land. No, it didn't. Do you know what I mean? Because it was too serious. It feels like it's been done before, done to death before. Yeah. 
like, I need help right now. It was. May- it just maybe, didn't work. Maybe it was because she was asking them to speak English. Maybe. Like, English. Do you speak English? I need help. And they're like, hold on. Oh, I think on. he said yes. And then hold on. Yeah. And then it was Muzak. It's corn. Anyway, oh, God. It's corn. But she throws the phone and walks to one of the bad guys with a flamethrower. And then he runs in the building trying to kill her with it and everything. Oh, that's right. I forget what happens. Oh, that's right. The, 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 The escort girl shoots him. Right. They come in and they blow his head off because they have to do the whole dramatic, like, them almost topless with their machine right. guns and they have to save the day which is cool and, and the end of the movie is him on a boat Di- Danny Dyer him and the two girls the escorts right. it's Maggie Steve and the two escorts right mm-hmm. and they and he's like laying on Maggie's lap and she's like we made it we made it and he's like foursome didn't hit <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. That yeah, you, is that the like, joke oh you were God, talking you about? Fucking, yes, I was yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me. You get really upset about that one, <laughs> but that's just Danny Dyer's character, I guess. You know, stupid. It was kind of dumb. It was stupid. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about, and that movie is Corporate Animals from 2019. CEO Lucy takes her staff on a corporate team building in some underground desert caves in New Mexico. They get stuck there. The tagline for this is a biting comedy. A what? A biting comedy. Biting or biting? Bite. Like chew, bite. Oh, cannibal. Yeah. Anyway, it released on January 29th at the Sundance Film Festival in 2019. And then it didn't come out till later that year to everybody else in September. So it took like nine months before this movie came out. And this was before 2020, by the way. Did you notice that ever since 2020, they've kind of like rushed movies to product to out to theaters faster than they normally do? Yeah, because I don't think they have that many movies. Right. It might be because of that. And you might be right because of that. But I, I've just noticed that it used to take about a year and a half before a movie would come out. And now it's like... Yeah, they got to get that money. But this is an independent film. It, it seems like a bigger budget film because of the cast, and I'll get into that in a little bit. We got director Patrick Bryce, who did the Creep movies, the found footage films with oh. the guy who's the creepy <laughs> guy who, like, you know, talks about his son in the first one and how he, they used to take baths together. And then, excuse me, there's like a guy <laughs> who comes out to like stay at this place or whatever, and the guy won't leave him alone. And then they become, he wants him to be his best friend. He, he stalks him and shit like oh, that. Okay. And then the sequel, I think, was with this girl. And it was like another one of those situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all really pretty decent films, actually. But he was also in The Overnight, or he also directed The Overnight. Safety Not Guaranteed. There's someone inside your house. And I think the oh. guy the guy who's in Creep, the Creep movies did, uh, he was also starring in Safety Not Guaranteed. It was that time travel movie. Okay. Where the guy's like, I can time travel, but you think he's crazy the whole fucking time? Well, they usually are. Yeah. Well, the writer for this movie is Sam Bain, Fresh Meat TV series. He's a British uh, star writer, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was on Babylon TV, Peep Show TV, and Ill Behavior. Some of the cast of this movie is huge, and I had to write them all down. So we got Demi Moore, who was uh, who plays the boss of this movie. She's in Ghost, G.I. Jane, Charlie's Angels. 
full throttle and more. Seven, seven songs. I'm not going to get into all of them. You know who Demi Moore is. Jessica Williams is in this movie as well as just the assistant. She is in Fantastic Beats, The Secrets of Dumbledore, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, Grindelwald, Hot Tub Time Machine 2, Just for Kicks, the TV show, and she did an episode in the Twilight Zone movie. You know where I know- TV show, sorry. Sorry. You know where I know her her from, and you probably do too? She was a correspondent on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart when Jon Stewart was on. I remember. She was really good on that. Yep. I remember her. A lot of people got that start from there because she played the serious part role. Yeah, she's really good. She's really funny. Uh, Ed Helms, speaking of The Daily Show, uh, was Brandon the guide in this movie. He was in the Hangover franchise, Vacation, The Office, The Daily Show is one of the correspondents. He was on there for a shorter while. Right. Um, Yeah, he only did a little bit. He was in Tag, Where the Millers. Uh, I've got a lot here, so I'm just going to go through them real quick. Um, Karan Sony, who plays Freddy the Assistant, he was a, the driver for Deadpool 1 and 2, if you oh, remember. yeah, I remember. Office Christmas Party, the Coldest Case podcast series, Bridgewater podcast series. He's in a lot of crime podcast series for some reason, I guess because he's really into it. He's good to narrator. I guess. I think he's just into it, and 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 it's really successful, so. Some people like murder. Yeah. There's a big guy that was in this movie, Dan Backendahl, who plays Billy, the the kind of prick older guy who like is the bigger dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Veep, The Heat, Life in Pieces, Trumbo, The Goldbergs TV series, American Crime Story TV series, and Space Force. Also, we have Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who plays Derek. He was in Five Bloods, Cedar Rapids, Black Klansman. 25th Hour, Lightyear, he plays Commander Burnside, he does the voice, the Good Cop TV series, and the Miss TV series. We also have Oof. we also have Jennifer Kim, who plays May, the Born Legacy she was in. She was in Mozart in the Jungle, First Winter, Dr. Death TV series, and Station 19 TV series. She seems kind of new-er. Mm-hmm. We also have Martha Kelly, who plays Gloria. She was the, like, really soft-spoken girl. Oh, I think maybe we should talk about it she writes the poems i have lupus yeah my lupus is acting up she was in euphoria and with zach galvanakis in baskets which she's like the girlfriend in that movie or in in the show which she's really good in uh and they're really good together actually uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is a tour guide. She also did The Marriage Story and Gaslit, the TV miniseries. We also have Callum Worthy, who is Aiden, the leg guy. He is in a Hulu show called The Act, the one about the mom who oh, yeah, made the who girl pretend she was sick. Sick, yeah. Uh, American Vandal, Austin and Ally, Bodied, Pacific Rim, the Black TV series. I think it's a cartoon. And then last but not least, we have Nassim Padred. She plays Susie. She was in Cooties, the Aladdin live action movie, Despicable Me. She plays the voice of Jillian and Chad, a movie called Chad, I guess. And Pretzel and the Puppies TV series, I'm assuming is probably some sort of animated kid show or something. The B-52s did some of the voices in this movie, as well as what? Britney Spears did the actual voice. That in was this actually movie. Britney Spears. Yes. Oh, wow. It was Britney, bitch. That's crazy. Her dad let her do that. Yeah. <laughs> probably because he was money but it was probably around the time when she got a little bit of freedom too so that was like two years ago oh yeah that's true anyway christina what did you think of this movie oh by the way 
This movie got a 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb and a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. Which I think is a little rough. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it honestly, I like, I thought this was like Demi Moore's like comeback because she did this and she was in Empire. She did it like a few episodes of Empire. For comedies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, because you haven't really seen her since. Is she funny in Empire? No, it was a serious role. Oh, I don't know Empire, it, so I... it was a really serious role. Okay. Um, but uh, you haven't really seen Demi Moore since like her and Asha Kirshner broke up, which is like forever ago now. Right. But anyway, back to the movie. So this movie really felt like a long SNL sketch to me. It felt like a long like comedy sketch, okay. but it was minus the uh, studio audience and the commercials. Okay. <laughs> if that makes a sense and all the actors seem to be doing sketch comedy it's it you know but i mean they are sketch comedy actors like most of them so but it it just it's like this everything did it it didn't come across well to me um plus uh most of the movie was done in one location it was mostly in this cave right yeah it's a smaller movie yeah yeah so it just it just didn't trans late well to me um the only saving grace in this movie for me was the clever dialogue which did make me laugh we were laughing there they were ha- they had some good one-liners i don't know if they were um like done on the spot or what but it was funny i did enjoy the final ending which was in the cave the final ending which was in the cave i won't spoil anything of course okay but overall i wouldn't I've seen this before. Yeah, we watched it before. We've watched it before, but it wasn't really memorable. Like, I forgot what what happened. I think I remembered the beginning, but I didn't even remember the end. Wow. And I don't know. I just... Nah, nah. Four to ten. Okay. So, is there been a time that you did smile? Was there for your birthday? Well, or? yeah. I did enjoy the last two movies we did. So, Jesus if you go Christ. back to episode two... 96 i think this is like a 6.5 i'm just gonna tell you right now i think it's 6.5 or 7 as well Mm -hmm. completely different than the other movie way funnier than the other movie too Mm -hmm. so i don't understand like this is more of a comedy and i thought it was really funny like i mean it's not the perfect comedy but it is better than average like i would not say that this is below average in humor like you know, like if if yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. You're getting angry there, buddy. Well, because I'm really surprised. Like as much as we laughed when we were watching it, and you're giving this the same score as the other movie, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense to me because we watched Severance together, and you did not look like you were enjoying yourself at all. But when we did this movie, we were you were enjoying yourself. So I'm completely baffled as to how you got a four out of ten on this one, and I think not it's really. far too low. I don't think this movie is like amazing or anything like that but i think it deserves more credit than that sorry oh okay what do you like about the movie it was funny yeah i said it was funny too i also said it was the only saving grace about this movie right but you know a four out of ten means that it wouldn't be funny in my opinion no it means i probably wouldn't watch it again i also took into consideration that this is the second time i've watched this fucking movie uh i don't know i i don't i mean i'm not again i'm just standing up for it a little bit because i think it it's worth a watch. Okay. And I don't think it's a four out of 10 by any means. Like it is definitely at least a six. 
You get so angry. Well, I'm not angry. I just, I'm surprised. So? All right. I think you're just messed up. I think you're just trying anyway, to. Anyway, let me just do me. my fucking review now. Uh, this movie is a movie that doesn't take place in a lot of like areas, honestly. So if you're expecting a big budget movie where they go all over the world and they go on vacations and it's this huge big budget movie, forget that. This is more about like an indie movie being made in a, a small location, a cave, and they're relying on the writers to supply the entertainment for the movie. It is specifically that, nothing more. They have a couple of things in the movie where they do some stuff that's outside of the cave, of course, in the very, very, very beginning. But I honestly think it's pretty funny. I thought it was like well-written as far as like the comedy goes. Some of the comedy was eh, but it's like you're having a fun time watching it. So you're kind of a little bit more forgiving of it. There is some extremely dark humor in it as well when it comes to <laughs> like the violence that happens in the movie that you're just like, holy shit. And I don't know. It, it Again, it's definitely not an 8 out of 10 movie, but there's something to be said about it. And it is like a 6.5, maybe a 7 on this one as well. Okay, good for you. I honestly thought, you know, it could have, like for its budget, like it did a really good job with what it had. Because it was so low budget. Yeah, I feel like a lot of, like this movie is a movie that you have, like all of those people are friends. Okay. Obviously. And it, and it does feel like an office, the office TV show totally. in a cave. So if you're a fan of the office, I think you might like this. It is going to feel a little knockoffy of that because there's a lot of the same tropes from the office in here. But I think that was the point. But that's kind of, yeah, exactly. It's kind of the point of the movie. I think, I don't know. I think it's, I'm glad we own it. We got it at the Dollar Tree and it's probably because everybody hated on it, but I'm surprised by it. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. I think four is way too low. I mean, five is fine, but four? Yeah, four. No. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. No, you're wrong. Wrong. You're wrong. You're being too lenient. No, we're I'm never, not being we're lenient. We're never watching this movie again. I will watch it again. Okay. I have no problem watching it again. Oh, uh, yeah, but I doubt you will. Because I love the part with fucking Brandon. I thought it was hilarious. Then just watch that part just on YouTube. Just the whole, oh my God. <laughs> How about you just don't watch it and I'll enjoy things while you go over there and shit on everything. How about that? I'm not shitting on anything. <laughs> I know. I want to watch really good movies. Oh, you know? only the really best. I only want to watch the best. There is no in between. It's just good or bad. Yes. Yeah, God. Luxury totally, only. Totally, totally understand. I only want luxury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you shit, but I really, I think. It doesn't sound I think like you're it. Being, I think you're being a little too you picky. You sound angry. Because I'm taking into account that this is a small, tiny film. Yeah, okay. It's a tiny film that doesn't deserve as much shit as you're giving it. I don't need to do that. Okay, you don't. I don't need to take that into account. I don't mind if you're wrong, Christina. But you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I don't care what anybody else thinks. This is what I think. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck either. I just give a fuck by you giving me shit. All you're right. giving me shit, so you obviously give a fuck. Well, is there going to be a scene in this movie that you did like? Because everything's below average. Yeah, I got about two. <laughs> okay, wow. Well, I guess we're going to go and jump into our trivia and our our what we hated about this movie from Christina's yep, side. Yeah, let's go. Uh, since she's probably going to, she couldn't laugh in this movie, even though she was laughing the whole fucking movie. I was but not. Okay. I was All right. Bored. All right. Boring. Bullshit. Boring. Liar. Boring. Anyway, so if you don't want anything spoiled, there are timestamps down below that you can hear what we're going to be talking about next week. Next week, we're going to have on our uh, uh, a writer 
who is a does poems like like scary horror poems and also does stories and reviews of horror movies. Eric Mifford, who is an Arizonan as well. He's oh, gonna he be, is? Yeah, he lives in Tucson. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, he's going to be coming on the show to do uh, two weeks with us, actually. The, the So next week, we're going to do two movies. And then uh, the following week, we're going to do three shorts that you can all watch on YouTube. So you should have a good time watching these. Yes, because I won't be there. It's true. Yes. It's going to be a great time. No more arguing. He actually enjoys films. So if you're into films, <laughs> he's going to be someone that you might want to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway if you know anything spoiled here's your warning so Demi Moore took over the role of Sharon Stone apparently Sharon Stone she was going to play that role and who was originally set to star but had to exit due to some sort of scheduling conflicts which is probably she caught wind that eh, it wasn't all that great right but I think Demi Moore did a good job for she the most part she plays a good bitch Ed Helms revealed during an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live that during the making of this movie, his publicist called and said that there were rumors floating around that he and Demi Moore were having a uh, affair. <laughs> That's great. And he wanted to, the publicist wanted to know if it was true or not, and Helms denied it, saying he was a happily married man. After the call, he began freaking out a bit, though. <laughs> I bet. And he realized he needed to let his wife know. But when he told her and his mother about the story, they just laughed and said, Demi Moore, high five. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That is funny. I love that he had a, like a moral dilemma in his head. I could see him like panicking. He's you like, know? oh, shit. And then he's like, and he's like, oh, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> But he said they thought it were it was hilarious that anyone would think that he and Moore would be a couple. So it's fucked up. I think he's I mean, he's a pretty funny guy. And he's not the most he's not like the most attractive guy, but I think his humor is pretty funny that I think he could he can I, well, I don't know I could see Demi Moore with him. I don't know. I mean she was with Ashton Kusher, but And Bruce Willis. And but Ashton Kusher's a jokester, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Britney Spears did the voice cameo, was recorded in secrecy, though, so nobody in the main cast, they didn't know about her involvement until the film's premiere at Sundance. <gasps> so the only person who knew was the guy. The guy. That, that one. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I don't think he even knew that she was actually going to voice do the voice, though. Right. That's cool. So, but yeah, that's that's all the trivia there really is. I mean, uh, there really isn't much more. I didn't really watch the extras on the, on the disc cause there wasn't really any. So, but one of the first things I think I saw that I thought was kind of funny is they were doing the team building exercise of pushing this ball and they're supposed to get it on top of this thing. And they use this, they use one of the rails that they're supposed to use to get the ball up mm -hmm. to like snap. And it like a, a splinter went in this dude's leg. <laughs> It's pretty was, gnarly, too. That was one of my parts, too. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was pretty funny. And how they just, they didn't, they weren't even concerned about him at all. They just, like, he has this big old thing sticking out of his leg, and they just ignored him the whole time. Like, stop, <laughs> stop your bitching. You're fine. Yeah. So he's like, he has blood, like, gushing out of his leg. For some reason, I feel like his role would have been played by the guy who did, um, uh, who was he in? He was in Road Trip. He was the oh, the skinny guy with the glasses. No, he was oh. the the cool guy. I don't know the guy that was in American Pie. I just can't think of his name. 
He was like a big actor. Oh, Sean William Scott. Oh. He was a stifler. Stifler. I feel like he could have played that role as well. And like that was like the guy that they got aside from him. Right. Who didn't really play too cool, but he's, mm-hmm. he kind of plays that dumb character. Like, mm-hmm. like he doesn't really understand things very well. But he does a really good job, I thought, in the movie. Like, which later he has some funny, some funny parts in the movie. Did you ever do like team building shit? Yeah, we talked about it. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> we didn't talk about exactly when, specifics, when, but yeah. Uh, before we started working from home for COVID, like they would make us at this job I'm at right now. They would make us do these escape room fucking shit. Oh god! So we had to like answer questions, like you know. Stuff that happens in our workplace. And I would just sit there in silence the whole time. And these fucking, they would get into it. It was ridiculous. And they would start yelling and screaming at each other. (laughs) And then until, and then once they, you know, calmed down a little bit, then I would have the answer. (laughs) Right. So I'd always wait. Yeah, I'd wait till like everyone would start freaking out. She doesn't like work well with others. No. And then I would unlock. So you can imagine how the team building is around these parts. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty one-sided, I guess. Yep. I just, I let you rant. Yeah, and, you okay. know, you just talk and talk and talk and right. talk and rant. She doesn't help, in other words, is what she's saying. Because it won't help you. <laughs> Nothing helps you. Oh, shut the fuck up. You hate Until her. Until you're at your weakest moment. All and right. then that's when I come in. Birthday's over. I come in and save the day. <laughs> anyway, um, do you have a scene that's funny? Oh, or what? I, I mean, I what is your worst scene? What is the worst scene in this whole movie? The one that just made you so angry you had to give it a four? No, it, fine. Okay, it was when they first got caught in the cave, and they kept going through the days, and literally they were every single day they were there. They were just arguing with each other, and then it wasn't even funny to me. Uh, like, hmm. and then they started debating. Then they started debating whether they should eat the guy. They should eat Brandon. Which is funny. It was funny. It was well written. They talk about it, was, it and then you find out that fucking Demi Moore had an arm. She was the most outspoken about not eating him. And then she had an arm. She it. had an arm and she already ate him. I want, it looks like the same arm. Well, it, it looked like good, good prosthetic. It was good. It was good. And when uh, Jess ate, started eating the arm, that was, that was pretty gross. It's chewy. That was pretty gross. Yeah. And I, but my favorite part is in that whole thing there is because you're gonna I don't want I'm gonna say what it is because they so the 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 instructor gets his head crushed trying to be a coward when the earthquake happens before they get locked in right mm-hmm. so he's like I'm gonna go ahead and check ahead of the cave entrance here to make sure that everything's all right and then he gets in there he's like uh you know I think I'm gonna back out and then it crushes his head mm-hmm. and so his ass and legs and arms are all hanging out. And they go to eat him after they decide they're going to eat him. After like five days. And they find out she's got the arm. And they're like, what the fuck? It's just a pile of rocks. Where's his arm? And then and then she was like, and then they lock her in a prison. They make this like rope prison where they tie ropes around like, what do they call That's stalactites or you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> the ones that are on the ground that stick up. Mm-hmm. They like rope her in, and she's like, "You know, I can just get out of this prison, right?" And she's like, "Well, we won't let you." And she was like, "He's like, it's a it's a metaphorical prison anyway. You're not welcome with us or whatever because you ate the fucking arm before us." And she's like, "Well, at least I had some fucking restraint." 
And she's and you're like, what is she talking about? And then she's like, yeah, y'all just fucking eat the shit out of Brandon. And then you look over and there's just nothing but guts. Just like, what? And there's blood all over him and stuff. And but there's nothing on her. That's that's what I got. Yeah, I thought that was funny, dude. Like I was like, holy shit. Like, in one day, they ate the whole fucking Brandon. Shouldn't, uh, can't you get, like, sick from eating, like, raw human? Of course, but it's a comedy. I know, but that kept going through my mind, like, shouldn't they try to, like, put it in a fire? Well, then there's that other scene where that, like, uh, what's her name? The, The girl that's like, um, so my lupus is acting up, and, um, Gloria. She's like, um, and then they all start, like, the guys start circling her, and they're like, yeah, it sounds very delicious what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, are you guys, like, encircling me because you're going to eat me? And she was like. And then she's like, I need to make a will. I got to make a will. And then she starts writing it down. She's like, first of all, I'm going to give it. uh, What's the girl, the assistant? um, Yes. Jessica Williams character. You get first pick. What body part do you want to eat? She's like, I don't know. Pick for me. And then the other assistant is next. And then, yeah. And then one guy's like, hey, I'll take the the ass cheeks. Or the the left one. Or maybe the right. No, the left one. And she's like, hold on. Nobody's getting my ass cheeks. Unless I say so. Then we have a democracy here. <laughs> but she, Lucy can't eat any of me. And then he takes the pad away from her and reads her shit. She's been writing poetry. And she's like, oh, I've been, you know, I want to leave something for my kids that they can post. They can post these poems and sell them so that my kids can live after. And he's like, no one's going to buy your shitty poetry <laughs> after you're dead. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh Another funny part, I mean, I know one of my, le- was the end scene, but do you have another one? Oh, yeah, that end scene was, well, not the end end scene, but, like, right before the end scene. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, oh, they hear the rescuers coming, so that you hear, hear them drilling to come and get them. Yeah, it's like nine days later. Uh, but, oh, what happened? Uh, she got, Lucy, the boss, she got into an argument with a guy because I guess they had been fucking or something. Right. And he's like, I, I, I am done with you. We're not together anymore. She raped me or something like that. Right. Cause it's a movie that is, I, that's something I should have fucking mentioned is that it's kind of playing with the like right versus left kind of thing. It was like pre dating it a little bit. Cause we were all not kind really. of political. Yeah, it was. Cause 2019. We were, Yes, we were very political then. Oh, yeah, we were. I thought you meant they were. <laughs> I'm saying no. I'm saying that they were they were doing a political kind of um, comedy in there. That you yeah, just, a little it was, bit. It's very guised. Yeah. Like, it was under guise, but you could right. tell, like, who, who was who. Like, right. the big guy is definitely a, a, a like conservative type guy. Right. He's like, hey, why do I have to share with you, you know, right. like. You know, it's my my Camelback. The, the old boomer. Yeah, the old boomer dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But what were you saying? Oh, but so they're they're having this back and forth about now how he was raped by her and that he's been me too. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> he's been he Weinstein. Scared. That's he, what they said. Yeah. Well, and then she freaked out, which I kind of thought funny. And then I, I actually that made me think if if anything happened to Demi Moore during that time with Weinstein. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I guess oh yeah, huh. yeah, it made me think about that. So she like gets mad at the other guy and like pushes him, and he's like, "Get off of me!" And she trips and falls and hits her head on a rock. And he's like, "Oh my god, I feel so bad about this," you know. He's like, "Don't die, don't die." And she's like, "I'm gonna say you tried to murder me." And then they're like, "They're like, we gotta kill her." 
Like, we got to come together as a group and take care of yeah, this. And kill the boss. Yeah. So they fucking drop a rock on her head. Right. Right before the fucking drill comes through the ceiling. So then they can blame it on the drill coming in. Right. It fell on her. And my favorite part, <laughs> this is so funny. They get out and they all have blood all over them, right? And they're, they're like, how did you survive in there without any food or water for 10 days? And they're like, well, we had to... And everybody's like real hesitant to say. And he's like, we ate Brandon. We ate Brandon. We had to. And then Brandon's fiance comes up. She's like, I'm Brandon's fiance. And they were like, next question. And she's like, yes, hi. Oh, yes, you, ma'am. And uh, oh, hi, I'm I'm Brandon's fiance. And they're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) See, I thought that was stupid. I thought it was funny. I thought it was dumb. (laughs) That was dumb. I don't know. It's just funny watching like, oh, like trip out there was you know the uh aiden character has like his wound on his leg starts singing to him right that was funny and then britney spears starts talking to him and like and the toxic it keeps the, you know that you're toxic yeah that's the song don't yeah. you know that you're toxic exactly i thought it was funny because he's going into like toxic shock yeah <laughs> He even goes and talks to a 7-Eleven attendant. He's like, hold on, I'll be right back. i to get to the 7-Eleven real quick. <laughs> well, if you guys had anything I could buy. Well, yeah. starts, <laughs> he starts carrying on this uh, invisible 7-Eleven clerk. Yeah, was there it's such... Hey, Karen's existed in 2019. Yeah, it was like right at the beginning. Yeah. The Karenocalypse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I would love to hear if you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't, I'm just teasing anyway. I just I couldn't believe as much as she laughed in this movie. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm giving her shit, but mm-hmm. I still love you, even if you're. Well, you know, like I don't know. It's just that kind of comedy. I just. It's not that great a comedy, but I'm on. I mean, I enjoyed our time watching it. You said you enjoyed both of these movies at the beginning of the episode, and you gave them fours. Yeah. So. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Do you want to wanna me. fight? Do you want to go outside? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, what the fuck? Uh, All right. Makes sense to me. Okay. Next week, when we watch movies that she absolutely loves and gives a one out of ten. uh, (laughs) I'm not going to be here, bitch. Yeah, that's right. So, next week, we got Eric Mifford coming on. He and I discussed what we were going to watch. We wanted to watch some Hong Kong horror. Oh. So, he uh, picked one of the movies that I we'd already done on the podcast, like, like one of the first... Episode 33. It was episode 33. Swords and Horror or some shit. I don't remember what it was, but it it was the seventh curse. Was that with Patrick? I think so. But 88 Films has recently put out a a copy, um, a Region 2 Blu-ray disc or Region B, whatever it is. I can't remember anymore of the film and it looks beautiful. And uh, so... So you can watch uh, this movie for free uh, in standard definition on Plex, Ads, and Crackle. If you want to watch it in HD, you got to watch it on Ads. It's it's just called Ads, like Ads. 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 And Plex, you can watch it on free. Or you can rent it for $2.99 on Amazon uh, right now for HD. So I honestly think it's worth the 3 bucks. But it's like a kung fu action film with occult shit called The Seventh Curse. It came out in 1986. Pretty fucking wild, bizarre, so bad it's good film, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to be watching The Untold Story, which is a movie that you can watch 
on a lot of places actually in HD, including Shutter. You can watch it on Freevee, Screenbox, Shutter, DirecTV, Canopy, Vudu. Uh, they even have it on uh, Tubi if you want to watch it on there. Uh, or you can rent it for $1.99 in HD. So uh, I don't know if there's any 4K places, although I know that they. They did do the couple. Oh, Ebola syndrome, I'm thinking. Oh. But the untold story is a pretty fucked up story. It's another Hong Kong uh, movie that you need to watch. It that is might be a little rapey, I think, oh, uh, from from what I yucky. remember. So just FYI for those of you. Trigger who, warning. Yeah, trigger warning for those who don't watch it. But I hate that. You know, we're it's not like we're enjoying that necessarily. It's just. Um, part of the fucking Hong Kong shit that was going on over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that stuff was going on, like that they could push the boundaries on. We're at those two movies. So Eric Mifford's going to be with us. I hope you guys will join us. If you want to watch those movies ahead of time, we'll have all the trivia and stuff like we do normally. And, uh, and then the following week we're having him on again. And then Christina will be back hopefully in a couple of weeks. Where are yeah. you going, Christina? I am going to Chicago. She's going to Chirac. I'm going to Chicago. <laughs> That's what they call it. Oh, my God. They call it Chirac or Chi-Town. Why? Oh, just stupid. Okay. Because, like, everybody always says that it's like a demilitarized zone and stuff like that because of whatever. <laughs> anyway, I don't think I'm going there, but she's going to a family reunion. So yeah, I'm go. Uh, well, I'm going with my mom, right, and my aunt, and they were raised there, so I would get to go to their old houses. Mm. Yeah, and cemeteries. I'm excited. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a good time out there, Christina. We'll miss you. Thank you. We'll miss you and all your hating of movies. Yes. So. <laughs> We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay. But thank you guys so much for stopping by. Let us know what you think of these movies. And as always, long live the voice.